around the wellness, well-being, and spirituality space with a hint of irreverence and a lot of enthusiasm. I'm Michelle Palazan. <laughs> I'm your head witch in charge. I was going to say, and I'm just here to ask questions, but I feel like that's kind of what conspiracy theorists say. And I, you know, I love a good conspiracy, but I recently saw this thing that this YouTube video about how all conspiracy theories basically can be traced back to anti-Semitism. And I'm like, shouldn't be super into conspiracy theories. So I'm Michelle and I'm not just here to ask questions. I'm here to ask questions and use critical thinking skills. And I'm delighted that you're here with us today. Welcome to the 12th House Podcast. Whew, we are on week two of our manifestation deep dive. We are taking a look at the very, very popular idea of manifestation in the wellness and spirituality space and just double clicking on it because there's a lot of yeah, white ladies on wellness who talk about manifesting their dream partner and their perfect house and their white G-Wagon and also ignore a lot of the spiritual work potentially that is to be done around, I don't know, spiritual materialism, lots of things. But we're looking at manifestation rhetoric and sort of the thought process around it and trying to, to have an open mind <laughs> and also a curious questioning mind. I am delighted to introduce this week's podcast guest, Milana Snow. Milana and I have known each other for a while. We were first introduced when we started our companies around the same time. Weirdly, I was part of an accelerator program and one of the advisors in the accelerator was working with Milana on Wellness Official. And he was so sweet. He was like, I don't know if I can like actually advise you, Michelle, because I'm working with someone else on like a wellness platform. And I don't know how different these things are because like, I'm not really into wellness. <laughs> I was like, that's okay. Who is it that you're working with? And he, he told me about Milana and I had known of Milana, obviously, because she's amazing. And she's a wellness unicorn. And we ended up getting connected. Milana was one of those people who I was just pleasantly, delightedly surprised by. She's even better in person than she seems. Like than she seems on the internet. She seems like an angel from heaven on the internet. And in person, she's the same. She is just so cool. And, you know, the other thing where I was going with this, it's you know, my brain is like, you know, always going in spirals. So thanks for being able to follow my train of thought. But despite the fact that on Instagram, people might look like best friends in this industry, often they're not. And often it's quite competitive. Same thing with startups. Founders, female founders, especially are sort of lumped together as well. Patriarchy hates you. So maybe you'll just be friends with each other. And the thing is patriarchy or you know, whatever site of oppression, whatever marginalization you experience often promotes only one, right? Like the superior, the exceptional person. So often for women, it means you have to be the exceptional woman. And to be exceptional means that you can't be like others. You have to rise above others. And so there's this inherent competition between people who experience marginalization or who are not this sort of like first select in an industry 
And in the tech world, that's as being a white man. So anyone who's not a white man is kind of by definition in competition with each other for that one spot, one or two tokenized spots of like being in the club, being able to sit at the table. And as a result, it can feel strange because there's a level of competition that's sort of simmering under the surface, but people know they need to play nice and they want to create alliances and connections. And it's very much like Survivor. But Milana and I, we say this in the episode, but it seemed like people tried to pit us against each other. Like they did their best to pit us against each other. And we were like, no, we're just going to be friends. And I really appreciate that about her because not everyone's like that. And that's been a really hard lesson for me to learn in my life. But Milana is so special and so wonderful, such an incredible healer. We have so much that we both care about. And that's why I don't think we could be in competition with each other if we wanted to be. Not that we would want to be because when you both want the same thing for the world, which is like more healing, more love, more access, like it doesn't matter. You're not against each other. You're working towards the same goal. And it's kind of like if one of us came up in a faster car and said, Hey, I can take you to the finish line. Do you want to hop in my car with me? It would be a no brainer, right? You wouldn't try to like make your little gas guzzler go (laughs) and race them. You'd be like, Oh yeah, duh. We're going to the same place. Of course I'll take a ride with you. And I think that that's rare to find. And I'm always so grateful when I do find it. So I love Milana for that reason. And I also think she's really magical. And she talks about her manifestation experience and being on Project Runway and winning. And it is a crazy story. Like it's an absolutely, it's an absolutely crazy story in the best way possible. And I can't wait for you to hear it. If you could go ahead and hit subscribe on this podcast. It makes such a big difference. I don't know. Last week I talked about at the very end of the episode, how Spotify and Apple are doing some different things and basically like they're changing the podcast space. And I know that sounds so silly, but if you love free podcasts, this is a free podcast, hit subscribe on wherever you are listening to this because Apple's moving in a paid direction and Spotify is is keeping podcasts free for Spotify subscribers. And it really helps us if we're able to go up in the rankings and stay on the top sort of like 100 list of wellness podcasts in the world. And we want that. (laughs) We want to keep this podcast free and it helps us if you subscribe, if you share, if you rate it and review, all of that stuff helps, but subscribing really helps. So if you go ahead and smash that subscription button, we would appreciate it. Doesn't matter if it's on Apple or Spotify, but it helps us continue to grow so we can keep this podcast free. And we want to do that for you. So make sure that you rate, review, subscribe. That really helps us. Okay. And without further ado, now I would love to introduce our episode with Milana. Hi, Milana. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to have you on the 12th House podcast. Me too. I've, I've been really looking forward to this. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. It's been a while since we've spoken and we have such, I feel like I want to like let people know what our relation is and our, our like interesting background. And I'm really proud of us. I will say that because I think when we 
first met each other, people were trying to pit us against each other. Mm-hmm. And we kind of saw through that and we're like, no, 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 we're going to be friends. And I think that that's really cool. <laughs> exactly. I remember very clearly we were on the phone and I was like, just so you know, like, I want to support you. <laughs> we have really big things to do in the world. And like, I'm not interested in competing at all. Yes. <laughs> like, Same, me too. Let's just be friends. Yeah. yeah. So we met, well, gosh, maybe like two or three years ago. I think it's been, yeah. Yeah. Almost three. And we both were, yeah, probably three. Cause I think we both were kind of in that fundraising moment and we obviously are in the same circles because we're both in the wellness space in LA and you're so good at what you do as an energy healer. And as a leader in this space, we were introduced because you had launched wellness official and I was working on holisticism. And I think we were both kind of talking to investors and people were like, you guys should talk to each other and, and there's this weird thing that happens with founders who are working on similar projects where it's like, you want to quote unquote, meet each other and just like, quote unquote, support each other. But really people are like trying to get Intel on you and it can be a really weird situation. And that was so the opposite of what we ended up doing. We just like sat down and became friends. Yeah. It doesn't always go that way, but luckily Luckily in this case, Yeah, more often than not, it doesn't go that way. I'm sure we both have some really funny stories about when it did not go in that direction. But I'm really curious, how did you learn that that was the route for you to take as opposed to the traditional route, which is hide things away, scarcity mindset, don't share, guard, guard your resources and your knowledge. How did you learn that that wasn't the truth for you? Oh my God, that's such a good question. And nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> wow, way to start off, girl. <laughs> well, two particular things come to mind. One, like I moved a lot as a child. I moved almost every year of my life from the age of like four to 15, 14. Were your parents old. military? Marriott is how I always Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hotels. <laughs> So yeah, we just, and obviously there's like more nuance to that whole story, but, but for the the sake of just how it was, I literally lived in hotels most of my childhood and we moved all the time because my mom was in the Marriott hotel hospitality industry and was like climbing the corporate ladder. Real life Eloise. You're like living in the hotel. That's so cool. Yeah. I I know more about hotels than I really should, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, I used to like answer phones when I was like five, when you can do stuff like that, you can't do that. (laughs) Like, I still remember how I was supposed to answer it, but anyways. So yeah, so I moved a lot and because, you know, we didn't have things like Instagram or even AOL for most of that time, um, you know, I was constantly put in a position where I had to make new friends all the time. I guess my response could have been to also just completely isolate myself, but Mm. I must have had some just innate desire to constantly connect with people. And so when you are constantly moving and you have to constantly say goodbye and you have to constantly start over again, at least the way that I dealt with that, which also has its like darker, harder side to it too, was to, you know, just be really interested in like getting to know people quickly and building things quickly. And also, I think one of the things I learned out that I tried to like help myself to learn later was to like not constantly morph, but to be myself as I would move on. Yes. And I finally got to that, I think in my mid twenties, but 
The second thing that came to mind was that when I was on Project Runway in 2010, I had this crazy, crazy spiritual experience that, you know, maybe I can talk about more later, but essentially I had this like download that I was going to win before I even got on the show, before I was even casted on the show, like got this download. You're the winner. Oh my God. I didn't know that. I have full body chills. No way. I thought I told you this. I knew you were on the show, but I didn't know you. That was like your spiritual awakening. Well, it wasn't necessarily my spiritual awakening as much as it was the realization of how to co-create with the universe in a very mm. intentional way. And what really was clear to me was if I was the winner of Project Runway before I was even casted on the show, like if that reality is true, then the idea of competing is null and void. Like you don't <sighs> compete if you already know the outcome of something. And in my mind, because winning was a positive, lovely thing, then like me, like stepping on people on the way to that result just didn't make sense because it was about mm -hmm. like celebration and like wonderful manifestations. And so that was like a crash course of four months on the number one show in the world, literally <laughs> in 2010. Where and it just I, happened. It like rolled out in front of you. Yeah. It was, it was a, like, I, I had very intentional things. I realized I, when I, when I actually got on the show, when I got casted the next day after I, w I got this download, I said <laughs> to God, yeah, I said to God, if I get on this show, spirit, self, universe, all of that. If I get on this show, then I'm just going to like assume and believe that that was a download that's true, that I am the winner of Project Runway. And that my only job is to maintain that vibrational reality. That's my job. I don't have to be skinny enough. I don't have to walk a certain way. My designer doesn't even have to be great. I just know that I have to maintain that reality within myself and be in that vibrational state. And so that for me, was like meditation that was saying the affirmation every day. If I started to get doubtful to like literally jump up and down and scream, I'm the winner, like, you know, really like stay in high integrity with that realization. And that did not mean, oh, my dress isn't cute. I'm going to get, you know, eliminated today or Ew, she looks bad today. Maybe she's going to get that whole like competitive nature is actually contrary to a positive manifestation, a positive realization of who you truly are. So it was interesting because I would literally see people compete and manipulate, and then I'd see them go home the next day. Oh my God. So Dude, like, you did get a crash course in like energy. Oh yeah. So I was trying to make that short. I don't know. That no, that was, no, that was perfect. Like my <laughs> triple water is just like, yeah, no, let's go all the way. Like take me there. Oh my God. Wow. So you were like, okay, I get this manifestation stuff. And do you still get downloads like that where you have a dream or you hear something and you're like, all right, I know that's what's going to happen. And that's going to be true. Yes. This is very much how I live my life. You know, I started meditating and connecting to the spiritual realm when I was four. I was very, very, very young. My grandmother taught me how to do that at four years old. So most of what did my, she teach you? She actually told me how to astral project. She taught what? me. What? Yes. <laughs> I need to start saying these things more, right? <laughs> like even my own friends are like, what? <laughs> that's, that's a little dangerous for a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was really funny. I'll never forget. I remember we were at her house and she said, honey, come lay down next to me. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I want you to close your eyes and I want you just to walk out of your body. That's what we're going to practice today. And I was like, okay. 
<laughs> our grandma. <laughs> when you're born, you, you know, someone tells you that you're like, oh, cool. You don't really realize that that's not a normal thing or that that's weird. And we didn't have a religious kind of, you know, cast of any sort on our family. So it was like, there was just a, like a really open four-year-old that was ready to receive all that kind of information. And that was, you know, that was my childhood. So, wow. so yeah, so I learned how to, to really kind of connect in those ways very young. And I was voracious in my spiritual path from that age moving forward. But it wasn't until 2010, did I really understand like, oh, this is how you hold a certain belief system of vibrational state. This is how you harness your own, what only you can control. And that's like how you perceive the world, how you move through the world. And when you do that, you can really create things intentionally. Mm. So yeah, that was a big, a big moment for me, for sure. Wow. I feel like a lot of the manifestation talk, I would love to hear your perspective on this, but it is so like loaded and or really black or white, right? Where it's like, you have to do it this way. You have to do it perfectly. If you don't, you're going to get tested or you're going to not get your shit and whatever bad things are going to happen to you. You're going to fall out of the, what do they call it? The vortex. And it feels really rigid and it doesn't feel spiritual to me. It feels like an extension of like the math that we have to do to be human beings, the calculations that we do to be human beings on this planet and these like bodies. And it sounds like your perspective on manifestation is really different. And was that just through kind of your experiences and figuring out what worked and what you saw for yourself? Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, everything that I try to message in any of the work that I do is that everything is within us and it's all it's all about our inner relationship, right? Our inner relationship with what we call this body, what we call ourselves, the person, spirit, universe, God, all, all of that. And so I don't really love formulas because I really believe that every single one of us is infinite and our abilities to articulate this experience. And so for me, you know, I have, I have like a framework that I kind of follow, but it's constantly evolving, Yeah, you know, and I'm constantly like, oh, what else is there for me to get here? Because I, I really believe that this, this wisdom thing is like, it's never gonna, I'm never gonna get to the end of it. And I'm like very far from even like high level, <laughs> you know? So it's like a constantly evolving thing. And for me, manifestation is it's very much about looking inward. It's very much about like really uncovering what parts of me I may not have been able to see previously. And, and as you go deeper through those layers, you realize that some parts of us we weren't supposed to see until we uncovered other things. And so, mm -hmm. you know, right now there's like many, there's like a, a few things that I, I'm manifesting, if you will. And, and some of those things happen within days. And some of those things have taken me a couple of years mm. and I'm very aware of where I'm at with them. And I'm constantly like turning those knobs, like, oh, okay, so what else is here? What else is here? Because I really think that these physical manifestations are really just like opportunities for us to evolve as a spiritual being, not because they're actually things that we need. Mm. Yes. It's, it's, it reminds me so much of like the Akashic records. Have you ever opened your Akashic records? I'm sure. you. Have. Yes, yes, yes. So sometimes when we're in the records, at least I found when I read for other people, they don't give us all the information because 
that even though it's there, right. Even though we have access to it. Cause they're like, you can't, you don't get it yet. Like you don't, you can't unlock that information yet. You need more understanding or you need to go do this thing. Even if it's like, you need to live for one more day, then we'll give you that info. And it opens up. It's almost like it opens a gate or something like that. And I feel like that's what our experiences are in real life. And especially in business, I always joke with my students that like running a business is like the ultimate personal development, spiritual move. If you want to like, if you want to level up and whatever you're doing or or just expand, like start a business because you can't run away from your shit. You just, (laughs) you can't. In a relationship, you can like, avoid it or break up or whatever, but in your business, it's like you're confronted in so many ways. Yes. Yes. If, if something's not working, it helps you to see something really clear if you're willing to look at it. And then if things are working, quote unquote, I hope we still will look at, you know, the details and layers of why that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just because things are going good in our business doesn't mean, okay, we can sleep on everything. But yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think all of these things, whether it is a relationship or moving or all these external experiences are really just another exercise in evolving the self. And I, I know that sounds kind of woo woo, but like, really, it's like, when I think about when I get these downloads, like, like the project runway thing. I mean, what a, what a fabulous joke that the universe gave me to like, you know, have me learn how co-creative a manifestation works because it really wasn't about the show really wasn't about being on TV. Like the day that I won, it was literally one of the most spiritual experiences of my Mm. freaking life. And the, the show being on TV, all that stuff, that was like, 15 steps down from what actually was being experienced within me. And so, yeah, all of these things are just possibilities for us to expand and learn and grow. Mm. What do you think that you're supposed to be learning right now? Ooh, well, I think one of the things that I've been working in very intentionally is feeling safe in things being great. Dude, I just got full body chills. That is, that's one. Let's double double click on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I think literally with this new moon two days ago, I like had a really strong, like I turned a good corner on that Mm. one and cleared some old stuff because, yeah, I mean, you know, like, like so many people out there, man, I struggled for so long, like just also from having a more challenging childhood at times to then like being an entrepreneur at a very young age, moving to New York at 19, like Mm. I've seen a lot. And so the idea of like constantly struggling, constantly like climbing, was really like almost like a badge of honor for me for so long. You're reading me. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, yes, I worked hard and yes, I got more scars in the battlefield. And And once I finally grew out of that phase of my life and out of that like awareness, it was like to be in a stable, steady growth state was really boring at first. Mm -hmm. I'd say that was like maybe a couple of years ago. And then when things were like, oh shit, everything is like actually what I have been always wanting. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we got to Fuck some shit up over here. You know? like, sprinkle a little bit of chaos into the situation. <laughs> Am I allowed to fuck on the show? Yes, yeah, so you're allowed to fucking okay. cuss on the show. 
I don't know how PG, but yeah, like, you know, it's like, I was telling my, I was telling my teacher the other day, I have this visual sometimes of, I don't know what this is, but it's a visual of like kicking over a trash can, like, <laughs> kick over a trash can, you know, uh-huh. but what a beautiful like endeavor to like be, to feel safe when things are really great and to actually trust it. Because I think that all of the, like the struggle and the striving is ultimately to get to a place of the feeling of feeling secure, the feeling mm-hmm. of feeling safe, not even the exterior representation of that. And then ironically, once you actually start feeling that and you start very consciously choosing that, the things that support that state, then like everything kind of comes into alignment with that. So that's, I think literally like this week that I've, like I came to a really good place with that, Michelle. I was like, oh man. All right. I think we're like, we're done scanning for what might go wrong for what might crash. Like we're actually like, we're good. You know, that's awesome. You're going to have so much more energy. I feel like when my kink growing up and like through my twenties was, I loved when people underestimated me and it happened a lot as I'm sure it happened to you, especially because we both started like wellness tech companies. We were outsider, you know, relative outsiders in the tech space. Cause we don't code. <laughs> Wait, you don't code, right? I'm not just like, putting that on you. Okay. I don't want to, you know, say that you're not talented in all the ways that you're talented. And I just like love, there was something about that, that I loved when people are like, you'll never be able to do this. Like, oh, you fucking watch me do it. Now I'm going to do it. And like, you're going to eat my dust. Same thing as a dancer. You know, I didn't have a typical dancer's body. And so to go and thrive in that career really felt like a double middle finger. And I still notice sometimes that that is like, that's, that's what I fall into of like proving people wrong can be very motivating still. Yes. Yes. I so relate. That was something that I really worked a lot through on in 2020, mm. really like that exact theme of like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And then I realized that the nuance between like being motivated and being inspired by my own, like divine, like knowing of what's possible. Like it's such a thin line of like, I'm going to show them versus look what I'm being shown is possible for me to experience mm. and, and like like bring into the world. It was such a thin line that sometimes I would vacillate between the two within like an hour. Yeah. (laughs) So I totally get that. And it's so funny because like the idea of being like pulled towards like what you're being shown for yourself is so much more light and like bright than like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you, which I feel is like an energy of like pushing off of, like I'm going to push off of this thing that is like trying to tell me no. It's very narrow too. It's like being in a cage. It's like, it's like fighting in a cage or something where you're just like rubbing up against or jamming up against the walls of like, what is acceptable for you and versus the other path, which is just, yeah, it's like open. It's a wide open space. It feels like. Yes. So what's wellness official up to now? What are you focusing on? Because we both, I mean, our businesses have changed so much in the last three years as they should. And I'm curious, like, I know that I think that the pandemic was really good for you because we both have been in digital and no one really wanted to do virtual class. Everyone was like, like, no, I'd really rather do this in real life. And we're like, I don't know, man, I don't know. And then the pandemic happened and everything went virtual. So I think we were both pretty well situated to pick up where we, what we were already doing. So how's, how are things been going for you? 
Totally. You know, it's so, it's so funny because a lot of people in the beginning of like, man, it must be really hard for you. And I, and I actually had a really hard time, Michelle being like, actually it's going really well. Uh, (laughs) I felt very guilty. I felt like, man, this is, you know, it was a tough challenging year for a lot of my clients, Mm -hmm. but as a business and as a healer, it was like, this is what we've been preparing for. for It's our Super Bowl. It's like, this is like, yeah, literally what we've been training for to support people through these moments. Exactly. And, and just being prepared for that and excited about being there and knowing that we can hold space in people's most challenging times. It was, it was a really interesting contrast. So yes, like 2020, you know, on so many levels was a big expansive year for myself and for wellness official. And, you know, there were so many things that I had been waving a flag on, namely diversity and inclusion in the wellness space. And I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. I would talk about this in every interview in any magazine. And that would always be the part that was left out of my interview. Really? Every time prior to 2020, prior to 2020. Whoa. Oh yeah. I can't even tell you how many times since like 2016, 2015, I've been talking about this and it won't even make it to print. And then finally 2020, like that's the number one question I'm being asked about. (laughs) And I'm trying not to be a bitch about it because I'm like, (laughs) well, I've been talking about this with you for a long time, but I'm glad that you're asking. So it was, it was validating and it was interesting, but it was also sometimes frustrating because a lot of the things that, you know, we were messaging were, were really, it was like, okay, finally, this is actually landing. Mm. And, and so, yes, wellness official has a, a couple different things that have come up. One of them is that the trainings that I've been doing have completely shocked me, to be honest mm. with you about how, well, one, how much I enjoy doing them. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really love doing them. It, well, I'll say this, End of 2019, I had a lot of clients that were asking, can you please teach what you have been doing with me for these past couple of years? And mm. I said, you know what? I'll, I'll teach it in January of 2020. We did our first one. It was life-changing and amazing experience. I had 17 people that came. Wow. And we decided we'll do another one when it's safe. And that ended up being mostly online live stream version in July of 2020. And it just started getting so quickly clear that not only was this one of my like life callings being Mm -hmm. expressed, but that the only way that I was going to be able to help support the healing of as many people as possible is if I helped as many people as possible become the healers that they've always wanted to become and that they have inside themselves to be. And so, so it just became this really clear thing that I had all these amazing practitioners that were already healers, teachers, authors, and speakers in the space, but then to have a new opportunity to help them develop new skills, to help them heal themselves at the same time, that was a really big turning point for the business because I didn't realize it would be so well-received. And so Mm -hmm. That's kind of, we, we just had our third training and it was completely online. We had 33 people, a part of it. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Okay, so that, that kind of, you know, going from gathering practitioners and curating practitioners for brands and for festivals and, and for online communities as well has been a big passion of mine since really 2012, yeah. pre-wellness official. But when we started to actually bring this component of training and community through healing, 
it's, it's really changed the business. So, so that's a part of it. So we've now got almost a hundred people who are a part of the integrative energy healing cohort community. So that's three different trainings that we've done where people are like actually taking the framework that I use. It's really just a framework and an approach to energy healing and breath work. And then they develop that themselves over time through their own gifts and their own practice. And that's, that's kind of one part of our community. And, and, as we grow on the site, we're going to start to bring out those profiles where people will have the ability to share their courses online. So we'll have oh online courses God. with other practitioners beyond besides myself. They'll be able to have their events and their sessions, which is, has been like the big dream the entire time, but we kind of like went the long route. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God yeah. it wasn't fast and easy. It, it took us a while to get to where we're going now this summer with the profiles, but now with this really, really strong community of healers that have like taken these trainings together. Oh, that's so smart. And it makes so much sense because I think when we both, when we met the first time we met, we were both so passionate about helping practitioners get paid, you know, you've done an amazing job at that, by the way. So have you, and just, you know, of course, like getting people access to healing is really, really important. That's the penultimate, right. But often that means that healers and practitioners get sort of like kicked to the curb or, you know, they're, they eat the dust as we try and make wellness more accessible for more people. It sometimes means that we make things more affordable quote unquote affordable. And then practitioners suffer because they can't support themselves. And Mm -hmm. I think for both of us, that was what was so like, so close to our heart because you are such an incredible practitioner. And so it's so cool to see that your vision has stayed the same and your purpose has, is so clear and the way that you articulate that purpose can evolve and has. And I think that that's such a beautiful example of an intuitive business in action, right? That's the cool thing about business. There's like a million possible solutions to a problem, right? You just have to fall in love with the problem and then start creating some solutions. Don't become obsessed with so obsessed with your solution that you forget why you started, that you forget the problem that you're here to solve. Because if you had been married to that original version of wellness official, you never would have been here. Now you you have a school, like you have a full on energy healing school and it's (laughs) going to be gigantic. Like I I think honestly, like I think colleges are going to fall by the wayside and traditional university is it's not going to exist after this, at least in the same way. I think we're going to see more trade schools and more schools like what it sounds like you're creating with wellness official that are truly like giving people jobs and livelihoods and paths. Yeah. I mean, thank you for that. First of all, first of all, I, I really believe that we, as in you and I, and, and the people in our community who are, you know, doing similar things are changing the way that we look at not just wellness, not just spirituality, but the way that we do business, the way Mm -hmm. that we work in this physical world, it's, we're changing things. I mean, I just, as you were saying that, I'm like, gosh, 30 years from now, they're going to be thanking Michelle because there's so many things that we're like, "Mm, we don't know if we have to do it that way, everyone. Like we can, we can change this a bit. So it works for everybody. I think it feels really good to now be at a place in 2021 where we are seeing that some of these ideas are starting to actually become reality for more people than just you and I, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think we've been kind of waving the banner for a while now. It's been a few years of like, hey, practitioners should get paid. Like that's, that's important. I mean, I always, and I think I always used to tell you this and 
I still do this to this day. I'm very transparent about how much money I make. I'm very transparent about what brands are paying me, what brands have paid other practitioners that we hire. We've done a lot of curating over the years for brands and festivals and hotels. And we, we bring in a lot of practitioners and I will not do just, this is for exposure kind of jobs anymore. No. Right. (laughs) Because that's, (laughs) that's like, so 2012, first of all, but (laughs) But, you know, just really having having the ability to say, you know, we have always been really mindful about our people getting paid. And like, we've always led that trend of being like, we're clear that we're giving some of the best rates for this job that you can get out there because we mm. will not take it if if we can't actually say that. So that that's been really important to me. And I think kind of going back to that spirit of, you know, when I rise, we all rise and how important that is because at the end of the day, my real intention is to help heal as many people as possible. And I can't do that by myself. So because that would one be a futile attempt, it would also be silly to just think that I alone need to thrive here. It has to really be an us kind of mission. And so that means that practitioners also are doing well. They're healthy, they're happy, they're thriving. They're also in their healing process. They also have space and time and resources to be able to express their work. So it's really important to me for the bigger mission. Yeah. And so much of the business aspect, I think that we've been really, really lucky to be able to have one foot in one world and the other in the mystical world. And I think there's so much gatekeeping around business and finance and how to do things like quote unquote professionally. And no one teaches you how to do it. You kind of learn by trial by fire and you've been an entrepreneur for so long. And I've been lucky to be an entrepreneur for a while. And I feel like it's part of, that's part of my job too, is to like teach other people who have not had the same exposure that we've had, like how to do this. Like you have to, how to send an invoice. (laughs) Like Here's how you do it. Or how, how, here's how you advocate for yourself to get paid, or here's why you need to sign a contract. And mm, so much of this stuff is actually spiritual too. Like it's not antithetical to spirituality. It's actually like really important. It's a physical manifestation of it. Yes, absolutely. I think allowing ourselves to be in both of those worlds, to integrate all of those parts of ourselves is really important. You know, I I can remember a time when I was first kind of building a tech wellness company years and years ago. This is before Wellness Official. I got a lot of shit for being a healer and an entrepreneur and a founder. It just didn't, you know, I was told that those two things didn't go together. That when we went to meetings, I shouldn't tell people that I'm a healer. Mm -hmm. And once I, and that was really, that was a reflection of me not being willing to really own all parts of myself, really own my power and to own the nuance of who I am. Right. And so once I finally learned that lesson, which I'm sure there's more to learn, but once I got to like (laughs) the apex of that lesson, which was a few years ago, thank God it's been a few years now, I really realized that actually being a healer and being a founder and making money and also being generous, that all of those aspects of me being in one place at one time is what makes all of this work. Yeah. The more that I own that, the more that I own that I'm a healer. And by the way, I invest in crypto. Like the more that Me I own too. that. Me too. Okay, wait. <laughs> yes, I, I did that. We're I gonna did. talk about that. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. All of those things is what actually attracts my people to me. And it's what makes me more of who I am. So I'm more happy. But I find that, oh, funny. 
things get more abundant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. When we, we were talking about nuance before we hit record on this, like when we acknowledge the nuance and everything that we are, it's, we're not just one character. We're not just one archetype. We're all the things. Exactly. Okay. Tell me about your crypto experience. I'm dying <laughs> to know. Like we have to jump forward to that. Oh my gosh. Well, I, you know, I, I just a couple of weeks ago, I think I was in well, a week ago, I was in New York for uh, a shoot that I just did for this company called Public. And they are basically like the Robin Hood good guys. They're like the opposite oh, cool. of Robin Hood, but it, they only are doing stocks right now. And most of my community, like on the Instagram world, have no idea that I have like a whole huge community on the public app. It's like Robin Hood meets like Facebook. So it's like more of like a social media version of stocks oh, yeah and I have like 30,000 people on that what? platform that I connect with around stocks so I have this very like <laughs> talk about bringing it all to one place that's kind of yeah. what I'm like starting to to do a little bit more of because being in the stock market which is where I started to really invest my money once I started to actually make money and I had some left over and I really got smart about owning that aspect of my own physical experience I started to invest in stocks and and, and things went really well because it was an intuitive and an informed choice that I would make every time. And then slowly kind of built my understanding of how those things work. I started to get into crypto. I started to say, okay, I'm going to take some of my gains and put it into crypto. And the first thing I got into was Ethereum, which was very smart. I got oh into- Oh my God. When did you get into Ethereum? At 600. So- <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you probably got in at like 200, so I'm not even going to No, like I did not. I did okay. not by any stretch of the imagination. No, but my partner did. And he oh, forgot he that did. he had Ethereum. I was telling him about Bitcoin. I was telling him something and he's like, hey, I think I have Ethereum somewhere. And it's like, that is such a I think we're millionaires, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're rich, like really rich. But one of the things that really... I got super passionate about, especially with this more like social component app that I, that I'm on was just this idea that women and people of color really need to be a part of this movement. It's, it's really for the first time in history because of apps, because of the millennial generation just coming in and just shaking things up. We have the ability to actually create generational wealth and you have the ability to lose a lot of money if you're not yeah. careful. So I want to yeah. say that, but you know, if women people of color can get in and really educate themselves and, and do it wisely and intuitively. This is a game changer moment for the crypto world. And, and I would say stocks were kind of like in the highest of the high market. So it's what we call, you know, a bear market. Mm -hmm. I mean, a bull market, excuse me, a bull market, <laughs> not bear. We're in a bull market. It's not the best time to invest in stocks really, because most of the great stocks are at their all time high. But if you're in the right crypto world, it's a good it's, time. It's fresh. It's still <laughs> fresh. Yeah. I mean, I think that crypto from an energetic perspective is really fascinating because we're creating a new banking system and it just goes to show you also like all of this is just magic, right? Like we all believe in this thing and it gets more power. And exactly. like, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, like, you know, how energy works, you get it. Like this is just a physical manifestation of that. I like Bitcoin a lot because of the blockchain 
Yes. And I think that that is really interesting. And I would love to see more things built on blockchain. Yes. One thing that I'm like hesitant about with, with Bitcoin is its environmental impact yes. because it's really, it takes a lot of energy to mine new coins, yes. but there are coins out there that are environmentally thoughtful and yes. things are changing. So it's so cool because banking is so stuffy and old and rigid and Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are still so fluid and really they feel very democratized because if we say we want this, we want Bitcoin or we want crypto that requires less energy, then the market will swing in that direction and exactly. more coins like that will, will come out of the woodwork. So it's really cool. It's, it's fascinating. Exactly. I mean, there's coins that are directly tied to solar energy that if you put up solar panels and you connect a certain coin to those solar panels and systems, you literally can mine coins that are all about pulling energy from the sun. I mean, it's just, there are limitless opportunities here and anything that we decide that we want as a collective is going to happen because nobody is the central middleman who's saying, no, that's not it. You can't do this. It's what right. do we want? Right. And yeah, I, I think it magic. Absolutely. If you, and the, and the cool thing about crypto in, in that same vein is that if you really listen to kind of like where things are at and you, and you really get still with all the information, you can see what's coming and you can get into it and then you get out of it. So you have to really listen. You have to really pay attention, be present with what's happening because it moves so quickly. For those of you who don't know, crypto in general trades 24 hours a day. So it's, it's so like volatile. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, crazy to fall. It's, it's a full-time job to follow. You gotta be and careful really, with that. <laughs> yeah. And really trade Bitcoin. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. But it can also take over your mind because it is kind of at the same time, while it's magic and it has lots of interesting nuance to it, it also can become something that is like more like gambling. Mm -hmm. One can become very easily obsessed with it. So it, it really takes a lot of mindfulness I find, but I think in general, Everything that happened with like GameStop and AMC and then everything that's happening with, I mean, I don't know if you heard the news yesterday about Vitalik, the founder of Ethereum, just a billion dollars, a billion dollars to the India Relief Cryptocurrency Fund. I mean, one of the largest gifts in humanity to actually that's, save lives. I it's mean, incredible. Wow. That's incredible. And like, <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin can do that. That, that Bitcoin money, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this one was actually Shiba, which is on Ethereum. Just saying. Yeah. I have, I have <laughs> Ethereum. I have. Okay. I don't want to, I'm not going to, this is not financial advice. This is just, we're just spitballing. We're just, here. We're just dropping some gems y'all. Just, you know, if you're hearing this, you get a little ping, just start looking into it. Start looking in. Yeah. I think if you're curious, you should follow your curiosity. There's a coin that I actually, it's so funny that you brought up Bitcoin because I was literally just in researching one right before we got on, on this call. That's like super eco-friendly that I want to invest in. So I'll take a, I'll send you some, yeah, some more details some if you're curious. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. <laughs> oh, Milana, it was so good to talk to you. Oh Did God, we miss anything? We anything done? important? <laughs> I know. <laughs> the end of our time, but I just keep going. Wait, did we miss anything really juicy and important that we have to talk about other than that we're both vaccinated? <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think so. I mean, I really, 
I would love for your community to come and check out what we're doing. And I, I definitely, we send a lot of people your way all the time, Michelle, and we just love what you've been doing for a long time. I told you on the phone yesterday, you were constantly inspo and oh, we just are always like, stop it. Michelle's doing? we need to reach out to Michelle. Um, <laughs> so I just, you know, I hope that all of you that are listening, you know, how, how special it is to be in a community that has such a beautiful founder that is really thoughtful and considerate and revolutionary and a lot of ideas and yeah come come check us out and you know if you're interested in breath work and energy healing and and really going into yourself in a really deep way we've got a training coming up in September in New York and it's gonna be it's gonna be some life-changing experiences are gonna happen there so yeah I just would love to invite you if that feels like something you're interested in you're so magical. That will be, oh, I'm so excited for you. Can you remind me really quickly what human design type you are? I'm a projector, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Same. <laughs> yeah. That's why we can hang out with each other and exactly. we're like, we, we vibe. Yeah. I see you. I see, I see yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's also why you have that super visionary perspective. Like you're you're sometimes even ahead of the crowd, like yes. to almost to your detriment. Yes. Like you're, you're early to a lot of things. Absolutely. I mean, I know you can relate. It's like, sometimes I'm like, okay, it's not really time for this yet, but we can see what's happening. So I'll just prepare in my own internal world. And then we'll, we'll roll this out in two years. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. It can be frustrating. Cause you're like, no, I'm interested in this thing right now. Like I want everyone to be on this level. I want everyone to be ready for this, but yeah. people are, are ready when they're ready. Well, we saw with 2020, the things that we'd be preparing for, I mean, 2017, 2018, we, we would yeah. do a lot of those things that people just started doing in 2020. And I think that kind of tells us that wherever we're thinking now, we're actually about two, two to three years ahead. And mm. that that's a good place to be. So make sure you listen to your projector people, man. Make sure you invite <laughs> them to give you advice, people. <laughs> it's the moral sometimes of the story. I'm like, do you know what I can see? But okay, you know, you're not inviting me. You're not inviting me. So I can't tell you. <laughs> So don't sleep on the projector oh, energy. I, I literally have this conversation with my husband every day. I'm like, do you want my opinion? Do you, do you want me to tell you what I think or what? And sometimes just waiting. The just waiting for the no. Sometimes the answer is hard. No, Michelle. Oh, Milana, you are such a delight. I'm obsessed with you. I'm just like so happy that people like you exist in the world and you so gracefully model for others, like how to be full, everything that you are and like multifaceted and spiritual and also a crypto freak. And I just like <laughs> love that about you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It means a lot coming. <laughs> and that's the episode. Ugh, isn't she a gem? I love her so much. You can find all of the handles, all of the links to Milana in the show notes and Follow along with Wellness Official. They're doing some awesome things and trainings and just a cool company, beautiful branding. Love them. Love Milana. And I think that's it. That's it. We have our last episode on manifestation next week with Sharin from Wholehearted Coaching. Yeah, gonna love it. She's so good. She's so smart. And I hope that you've been enjoying this series. Let me know in 
I don't know, in the DMs on Holisticisms, Instagram, or shoot us a text at the number in the show notes. Okay, that's all I have for you this week. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I think and hope that everything is magical. I hope you find magic in the mundane and that you do at least one thing today that reminds you that you are a divine being. Okay, that's it. Love you. Talk to you next week. See you on the internet. Bye. Thank you.